Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel with little wife Alice in her pink uh, top right now. Alice, your form-fitting pink. I hate to objectify you again, but you're looking really good these days. And you kind of hate the pictures you took, but that's okay. You, no, you don't. I do. God, I, there's nothing worse than a vain, beautiful woman. I don't like who can't just take a compliment. I don't like pictures I hate them. of me. <laughs> I don't want to wear shorts. My to... face looks stupid in them. I, I don't want to. I don't want to crater your faith in the integrity of men, Alice. But they're going to be <laughs> fine with your face. I think they're going to be looking elsewhere. I think as well. Well, I am looking at my face. Um, you look beautiful. Stop it. Speaking okay. of that, okay. Speaking of that, how beautiful were we today with um, Paige Lopez? We had fun. We met Paige. She is lovely. Isn't She's she? beautiful. She is beautiful. I was surrounded by beautiful women today. And fun and cool, and I liked her a lot. And she invented Awaken 180, which is right. what we are doing to both lose weight and uh, feel good. Let's actually. not do a real okay. pitch. We're not, not actually... I do the we, stuff spots on radio, but we can. Well, we will tell you that um, that we're both digging it. And I've lost 20 pounds, and Alice has lost how many pounds? Nine. Well, see, I've lost much more than you, so I'm obviously <laughs> going to hit my goal before you can. Hey... Uh, people should know, Alice. Did you see the latest um, in our fa- town Facebook page about the bears? The bears are getting closer. They're like at the kids' school bus stops in the morning. It's a problem. That's where that picture got taken. Was at someone's school bus stop this morning? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. In Connecticut, people are mad because somebody waxed one of the bears. A guy who was the bears are encroaching there as well. So. This guy, um, off-duty policeman, I think, had his kid outside and his chickens, and a bear was coming over to mess with the chickens. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, uh, nope, and just uh, shot the bear dead. And then, of course, the townspeople, Alice? People have these crazy weapons, and um, the message that this might send to them next time they see a bear or a bobcat in their yard, uh, somebody else got away with it, I can too. That's right. 
That's They're right. going to be thinking they can get away with well, anything. Yes, well, because you know the kind of weapon used? Clearly taking on an AR-15 on your property when there's a house right next door and shooting seven shots, four of which completely missed the target. It's the AR-15. So that's why, <clears throat> that's why I was in trouble. But um, I don't like the idea of bears. I don't want to interact with bears. So you disagree with the people on the Facebook page posting things like gorgeous and beautiful and we need to learn to live with them. We've completely displaced them from their natural habitat. Yeah. Um, so I actually do think they're cool and they're, they're I guess, beautiful. I don't know. I mean, they're handsome looking animals, bears, mm-hmm. and they're cool and they're interesting, but I don't want to have bears in my perimeter. I don't. I'm good with that. I, I actually heard someone say, um, when we were in Vermont a few years ago, me and the kids stayed there for like a long time without you, and there were bears wandering around, and um, somebody said they never used to have problems with them, but they started to because the state of Vermont mandated um, Compost? composting. Yeah. So everybody had these like compost piles and stuff, and it attracts the bears because it's yummy for them, and oh, they yeah. like stuff. So, yeah, I... <laughs> I do think that the uh, the frequency of bear sightings in suburban neighborhoods has to do with human behavior. I just don't think in the ways that the liberals necessarily um, necessarily agree. But yeah, there's one on uh, Moulton Street too at the chicken coop there. Mm-hmm. And close. Um, and uh, someone suggested electric fencing for the chicken coop. <laughs> To protect it from bears, which seems crazy. Um, so other people suggest going out and making some noise, and um, and other obviously great suggestions for how to handle bears. Um, so yeah, so they're everywhere. They're all over the place, and they seem to be uh, becoming more frequent for sure. Yeah. Somebody could post gorgeous things. So much deforestation. Hope they have or find a home where they feel safe. <laughs> Stop making the bears feel unsafe, honey. All right. So listen to this, Alice. So first of all, what's going on in the world today? I don't know. Like, what's going on in the world? I talked about bears today. And um, I talked about um, a school um, where... Uh, where the football team, you know this story, where the yep, football you team to me about this. Uh, got their, had their season ended because they were pretending, the freshman football team was pretending to fornicate with their helmets. Freshman football players in high school, not a big surprise, in front of cheerleaders. And so because they acted like that, the school canceled the rest of their season and now people are mad at the, one of the cheerleaders who, who tattled. Um... And um, I talked about the bear, whose name is Bobby the Bear, who was dead. They loved everybody loved him. He had a huge social media following. That's the thing, man. If you're an animal in a town, a wild animal, and your social media media following gets huge, keep your head down. It's only a matter of time. <clears throat> I talked about Starbucks <clears throat> in Connecticut. They're working with the unions to try to sue Starbucks because they think they're not getting paid enough. We want a living wage, and we want we want to be treated fairly pretty much what it comes down to i don't think it's too much to ask that how is, old is that person he's in his 30s that is travis glennie he's been a ship's shift supervisor now this is his 11th year with the company at starbucks he just wants a living wage and so it's funny because these people organize wrestled away um you know the authority of the corporate office and now they're de- making demands now we want a living wage 
The right. corporate office, of course, is saying, F yourself. <laughs> a living way. Who gets to have a career? What do you do? I pour coffee for 40 bucks an hour. Been doing it 11 years. I'm really good at pouring coffee. If you've worked at Starbucks 11 years, you should probably like aspire to be a manager or something. Well, he's a shift manager. But he's a shift manager because he's the only one there, not 22 anymore. Well, and he's been there 11 years, so. Right. And he got to do something with the guy. It's like he won't seem to leave. Maybe we'll have him like initial the schedule every week. And there you go. And because he knows the workarounds, you know, if somebody's caramel latte is bad, he knows, you know, a close proximity because he's been in the trenches a while. He'll be able to handle it. <clears throat> but um, but so that's where I was. Um, and I think that's all I talked about today. Is that it? Is that it? Can't be. There were three things. <clears throat> Isn't that three oh, things? Right. The football players and bears and Starbucks. That's three things. And no. you did. I heard you talking about Jennifer Lawrence again. Like we yes, talked about. Yes, I our read show. that too. It was it was good too. Uh, uh, but there was one more thing. But you know what the problem is? What's the problem? It got sucked. <clears throat> Sorry, it's not in my my the message board thing I used. Not my soundboard that I use mm-hmm. to play this audio. Because by the time I had recorded it, it got sucked up into the cloud because I have no memory. <laughs> Left in this computer. So let me see if I can find it here, Alice. You know, I'll jog my memory. Because it was a good show today. There's actually plenty to talk about, plenty going on. Let's see. Uh, Bobby the Bear. <laughs> Crushed the Moon, Horrified Bear. Starbucks. The School. I guess that's it. I guess that's it. But for that being it, man, I got a lot of miles out of that. But three good local stories. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, I've got booked um, Paul Reiser. Mm-hmm. Who you told me about the other day. Somebody was asking on Twitter who that is. So he, he <clears throat> so you've seen him in things else. <clears throat> okay. He was in um, Beverly Hills Cop. Don't get any of this wrong now because Oh, I know. People- I, I know. <laughs> I know. The official uh, Merrimack uh, Film Association will come down on me. He, uh, he was in um, Aliens. Which is the the one you would know? If, have you seen Aliens? You must. No. Have. Really? <clears throat> he plays a weasel. He's wonderful. Um, and what else is he in? Anyway, he was in. Oh, he was in Diner. Diner is a classic movie. A Barry Levinson, I think, in Baltimore. It's a classic movie, buff movie, but it's more for boomers, not for people. Your, but you should freaking know it. Anyway, okay, it, it is a I'm classic. Sorry. It is ridiculous. Right. They don't. I'm sorry. Mickey, Mickey Rourke, uh, Daniel Stern. That is. Don't have anything. You don't know who those people are. I know who the Mickey Rourke is. Freaking yachts and cocaine. <laughs> it's not true. Your entire life, your brain it's is dedicated to that. <laughs> That's not true at all. I have a lot of just things in my brain. They're come, just different things. There's a Paul Reiser here to say, oh, <laughs> who's that? That's not true. Oh, like you. Um, so, Paul Reiser is booked for tomorrow. I didn't find out, though, but that's caused controversy. Did you know why? Why? Because Kirk Minahan has wanted Cullinane to get Paul Reiser. Oh. Paul, Cullinane told Kirk it was a lock. And it's not a lock, but it's a lock for me. And I've got him now. So we've got another controversy brewing here, Alice. Do you think you are a Splash Mountain portrait? <laughs> Thankfully, almost all of the things that Kirk promised of mine that he would kill are dead. <laughs> so most of our animals are already dead. So. Or have moved to Connecticut. <clears throat> That's right. <laughs> 
So, um, uh, other than that, what's going on in the world? I just don't know. Like, I, I, I know that they they found uh, the nuclear secrets of some other country. I'm not. I'm not. I assume going it's to, Israel, right? I'm not going to get excited about Trump stand, scandal stuff uh, until something pans out to be something. I'm just not because it, it's too many times of this BS. Well, I mean, yeah. So I, I'm kind of assuming the country is going to be Israel. Um, so it, in part because a lot of people on the left also seem to be assuming it's Israel. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of been an open secret for a long time that Israel has nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. Like this has been a thing for a while that the U.S. presidents will never admit that Israel has nuclear weapons. I think like Helen Thomas did this to Obama too, tried to get him to say it. Right. Like it's... I, People know that they do, but they're nobody's supposed to say out loud that they do and stuff. So that's why I kind of think that that's like the thing about it. And and a bunch of people on the left are saying like, oh, what's going to happen to all these like people who support Israel when it turns out Trump sold their secrets to the Saudi, which I don't think is what happened here at all. Um, Trump got his special master from this judge. So the left is all upset about that because the judge was appointed by Trump. Forget the fact that she was appointed with a huge bipartisan majority. She's a perfectly well-qualified judge. I'm sure she's being fair. A special master is like a person they can have look through it to go through things to decide Mm. what should be privileged or not. So it doesn't like taint the investigation by having them have stuff like that. They're not supposed to have that was, you know, covered by attorney client privilege or should never have been taken by them, whatever it is. Right. So, you know, this was considered this huge victory for Trump. People I'm like kind of bored by this whole thing, I think, like you, you know, because all of a sudden, like while we were away in California, everybody learned the word special master and all acted like they all knew about what that was for years and it's outrageous that trump got one and they're like all legal experts on how corrupt this judge is and all this stuff and then you have idiots tweeting like who paid off kavanaugh's debts like that's somehow related to that i hate it's so dumb it's so dumb and the right has their own versions of stuff that they do that's dumb too but like this it this is really like blue and non-conspiracy theory insane world stuff that they're all doing now that Trump got the special master. They're acting. I mean, but whatever. I I tend to think there's not really a there there with this Trump stuff, and I'll believe it when I see it. Frankly, like I I just tend to think it's not really a thing. But I guess we'll find out if it turns out that it is a thing, and he was selling Israel's nuclear secrets to the Saudis, which I don't think is true, but a bunch of people on the left seem to think. Like, I think Joy Reid was saying something like this, right? He, she was doing some big conspiracy theory, but I, I can't, like... I'm not going to waste my life buried in left-wing conspiracy theories trying to, like, tie together the pieces of, like, Deutsche Bank and Kavanaugh and whatever, like, Kennedy retiring, stupid things that they're into. Like, I can't... Nobody has time for that. I don't have time for the right-wing versions of it either, to be honest with you. Like, you know, whatever Kennedy is supposed to be actually alive and stupid things. You know what I mean? Like RFK, yeah. I... Um, he is, of course. Um, is, I thought it was like JFK Jr. or something. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah. So, uh, whatever. No. Whatever. I don't he have time. He was killed by his step-on wife, essentially. <laughs> I he don't have time. yelling at him while the plane was upside down. Um, I'll let that one. I'm not going to engage mm-hmm. with him. <laughs> um, but I don't. 
nobody has time for this stupid stuff. Like on the right or the left, just engage with reality. You know what I mean, and and move on. But the left is like fascinating. Well, I mean, they already have it all figured out, right? And it all comes down to Trump red-handed was selling the. It it comes down. It's just. It's just in a desperate mental health um, (laughs) uh, lunge at some kind of closure, having uh, confirmed their priors about uh, Trump that they want to be. Well, right. Uh, Sorry. Go ahead. Speak out loud, please. Okay, did you run around when you weren't supposed to? No. Okay, can you bring me the black bag from the laundry room, please? You, the one with your meds in it? Um, so, the, the point is that... It, the left, much of the left is in a mental health crisis. You know, the right wing mm-hmm. has cranks too. Every side has cranks, but... The right puts theirs on cable TV, on big news shows, and entertains these theories like they're serious and gets a bunch of, like, wine moms who don't pay attention to think they're, like, true, which is, it's just insane world. They don't kick the insane people out of the party, right, like the right does. So, anyway, like you say, this is a mental health problem on the left. And like we talked about yesterday, there is a serious mental health thing happening with people who and and a lot of them are in like big media jobs right yes and it ties into all the things it ties into trans stuff it ties into covid it tries and ties into climate change it ties into trump like it's all connected in their mind it's all one big conspiracy theory right and you know so you see it like manifest in different forms so there was this guy the other day speaking of mental health crises who um who wrote he's the editorial page editor for the san francisco chronicle which i assume was at one point like a pretty big media job and in some ways still is right right so he wrote an entire opinion piece about this are you ready yes go ahead ahead. omicron finally got me after two years of being a covid hermit then doctors made it worse oh this is a mental health problem and the fact that this mentally ill person wrote an editorial in a large newspaper as the editorial page editor is crazy well yes the fact all, all you have to do to take his security clearance away is have is have him say after two years as a as a hermit it still got me right because that tells you that he's got a disconnect that his being a hermit doesn't have anything to do with anything because Omicron and COVID comes for all everybody it wants to get. Hermits and sociable people and people who uh, surf, uh, you know, outside and people who don't surf outside and people who stay inside. It doesn't care. It doesn't care. It, it gets vaccinated people as well. Right. It gets people who wear masks, people who don't wear masks, all of them. But listen to this article. This is a nuts person. BA5 just wiped me out for 12 days. Why did doctors let me get sick instead of giving me oh, Paxlovid? Fantastic. I knew right away that it was going to be bad. Oh, well, that's a fair question. Why did they let him get sick? He wasn't at high risk, basically. is They didn't well, give him Paxlovid because he didn't meet the criteria for, for needing Paxlovid. Kinda, well, give the guy Paxlovid. I mean, sure. Give everybody everything they want. How about that? Well, it's all covered by the U.S. government still. That's the thing. 
Okay. I knew right away that it was going to be bad. It was a hot, humid night, almost 90 degrees, but my body was freezing. Putting on a sweatshirt and diving under a blanket couldn't warm me up. My head, on the other hand, was on fire. I had a temperature over 100 degrees and needed ice packs piled on my forehead to oh, cool what down. what a pain in the ass this guy is. The coughing wouldn't stop. Ugh. I didn't need a test to tell me that I had finally caught COVID. When are these pieces going to end, by the way? Yeah. When are these journalists going to stop writing things? So like I assume, I assume he, he forewent the test? No, he... Oh, you got the test. Okay. Yeah. okay. For more than two years, I basically lived like a hermit to avoid just this scenario. Sure, after getting vaxxed and boosted, I didn't think COVID would kill me. But I don't exactly have a gold medal immune system. Even a common cold gives me a rough time. I imagined COVID would lay me out with symptoms that could drag on for weeks or possibly months. So I stayed away from the office, indoor gatherings and restaurants. The gym? No thanks. It's benefit to everybody else. 15 extra pounds was worth it to avoid getting sick. Oh, as a former fat person myself, I'm <laughs> telling you, be careful. Do not, uh, do not gain that weight. But this summer was my sister's 40th birthday. She and the rest of my family live on the East Coast and were throwing a big party. So I decided... I to- love it that he had to go out for somebody else. Yeah, he had I to. Did it. It I did. I stopped being fans. a hermit because I'm that selfless. So I decided to leave my cave and fly to see them. Sure enough, someone else showed up to the festivities quietly sucking cough drops, assuring anyone who asked that her unusually nasal intonation was just a cold. Mm-hmm. Probably an anti-vaxxer. He's got it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Trump fan. Obviously, she's. He's got a namer. It wasn't. So we, can, so we know how to destroy her. Oh, life. his family knows. Uh, his family. Can you imagine the turmoil in his family oh, with yeah. him writing this about a family member? The sister's probably the, so the mad salty, right now. The salty text. The salty uh, Jennifer Lawrence like text to her family. Dear Bonnie, just so you know. As soon as the first symptoms hit, I knew I was in trouble. So I decided to do my damnedest to get a prescription for Paxlovid, the antiviral drug cocktail that can prevent the coronavirus from replicating in your body during the early stages of infection. I wasn't technically eligible because I'm under 65 without any serious comorbidities, but having chills, a brutal cough, and a sky-high fever had to count for something, right? Apparently I thought there was an exception not. for bitches. Local pharmacists wouldn't have anything to do with me. Neither would urgent care. I called my health care provider back in San Francisco for a prescription, but it told me I wasn't eligible for Paxlovid and had to rest and ride it out. So ride it out I did. For the next 12 days, coughing, sweating, snotting, and sleeping up to 16 hours a day. Instead of spending time with my family, I had to avoid them at all costs to keep them from getting sick. <laughs> Other than to beg for food and supplies. Beg for food? There are no delivery services in the rural community they live. There Uh, are no delivery services there. Not like San Francisco where he's from. Out in the sticks where stupid Trumpers gave him COVID. They had no delivery services, honey. He had to beg for food. Beg for food. He went right from no Uber Eats to on his bended knee, groveling and sobbing. No no steps in between. Right there. As soon as he realizes there's no grub hub, bam, he collapses. <laughs> I remind you, this is the editorial page editor. This is printed in a major news publication mm-hmm. as an editorial. After a wasted vacation, a changed flight, and a few extra sick days, I finally got home a couple of weeks ago. 
That same day, my partner showed, started showing symptoms of COVID. She too what was the... ineligible for Paxlovid. And... She? Mm-hmm. What? He has a partner. She. Partner in what? <laughs> I assume marriage. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> she just finally tested negative, but neither of us are back even close to full speed. A mildly hilly walk in Golden Gate Park the other day had me huffing like I just ran a marathon. I was in bed by 8.30 that night. I don't know for sure which variant laid us out, but based on infection data, it was almost certainly BA5. Now, as BA4.6 gains ground and future variants follow, are we going to have to go through all this again if we want to live freely like we did before the pandemic? Because I don't have the sick days or the stomach for that, and I can't be the only one. I'm hopeful the new Omicron booster can break this cycle. But what if it doesn't? Well, I don't know. If your other vaccines and boosters and now having had it don't break the cycle for you, I don't know what's going to help. I think you should be a hermit again. This begs the question. If an antiviral drug like Paxlovid exists that could potentially ease people's COVID symptoms by preventing the virus from replicating in our bodies before it spreads, why are we being so precious about who we give it to? A pharmacist in Canada recently refused to fill a Paxlovid prescription for a 20-year-old with Down syndrome and a history of respiratory infections. How is that sensible public health policy? It's also Canada, so not really much we can do about it here, but... I asked the UCSF infectious disease specialist, Monica Gandhi, why those of us not wanting to feel like garbage for weeks at a time and who need to work or see vulnerable family members can't get easy access to the drug. We give antivirals widely to ease flu symptoms. Why not COVID? She replied that Paxlovid is currently being used to prevent death and hospitalizations and that studies of people in my age range have shown no discernible benefits in this regard to taking the drug. Mm-hmm. Details, details. You know, it's available, sir, to you and your partner. Is ivermectin? It's on the list now. It's on the nice list now. You can take that. Um, blah blah blah. He talks more about Paxlovid. What happens then if the Omicron booster shots prove ineffective at preventing breakthrough infections, like the one that waylaid me? Aren't they all breakthrough infections now? Doesn't I think so. I'm not getting any more shots, right? I'm done. Yeah. Okay. Are we per- willing to let perpetual sickness be the cost of normalcy based on America's COVID response thus far? I'm fairly certain the answer to that is yes, unless folks start agitating. Are we going to rely on insurance company actuaries and the power of positive thinking to guide us back to normal with all the attendant consequences? Or are we going to insist that public health officials study all tools in the arsenal that could get us this. there with He's as little misery with as possible? everything for two years in the status quo until he gets a bad flu for 10 days and then everything in the healthcare has to change yeah. immediately because he has the start flu agitating and no breeds and that combination there tore him asunder one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare that's why united healthcare offers flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
that's a mentally ill person. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, I'm not surprised it's San Francisco. There's also a big uh, story about, in the San Francisco Chronicle, a uh, big news story about how uh, the huge uh, deadly algae bloom in the middle of San Francisco Bay that's taking over the bay is caused by all their untreated sewage that they're dumping in the bay because the, all their sewage treatment plants are hugely out of date and will cost too much to upgrade and they can't do it. Oh, <laughs> so really? And, you know, Gavin Newsom, like we talked about when we were there in the heat wave, he was telling everyone not to use the heat that's been on all the news stations now too. California is a failed state full of insane people like this guy. He's an editorial page editor at a huge newspaper. This is who people look to for opinions in California. This is who's like a big influencer of ideas in the state. I, I, it's such a lost cause. I like don't yeah. know what to do about it. Well, I mean, it's I mean, it's funny when they act like that and we win, but it's not funny when they act like that and they're in charge. And they win. I mean, we have a, we have a, a psychotic in the White House too. Or we do. Yeah. And our state is going to have a crazy person as governor yeah. now too, very soon probably. I mean, I so Jeff Deal won the primary. Chris Doty didn't have a chance. I don't care what Howie Carr says. I don't care if you think Jeff Deal has a chance. I myself from this lady, by the way. I don't care if you think Jeff Deal has a chance or not. But I love Jeff Deal. I do too. But Chris Doty definitely didn't have a chance mm-hmm. because nobody's heard of him. Which is kind of a critical thing if you're going to try and be the governor of a state. But whatever. Um, anyway, so, you know, Jeff Deal's going to be the nominee for governor. I I honestly think the reason Baker got out is because I think even with his 75% approval rating, he didn't think he could beat Healy in this state, in this cycle, with the whole party united behind her, all her fundraising. She's a very good politician. More um, she's an adult. She can think on her feet somewhat. Um, she is charming mm-hmm. um, and intelligent and attractive, literally physically attractive. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I guess so. I mean, I've well, I've tussled with her before at, and over at the Herald a couple of times when. When she didn't, I mean, she dodged. I hit. I went after her on the trans, oh, yeah. and she's trans had some, issue and, and bathroom stuff, and she she definitely dodged. She's, she's had like, some bad comments, like that. That's how forests grow, stuff, and those yeah. things. But the bar for Massachusetts state level politicians is not set extremely high, and you know, and and she is good. Like she is. Yeah, an she, adult she is in also a massive moon bat. Oh yeah. She's nuts. I'm not trying to take yeah. away from the fact that she's a huge ideologue that is going to take the state absolutely the down the California path. The problem is the person path. who's going to take her job at the DA's office, Andrea Campbell, is not only nuts but dumb and oh yeah, a, a, a dumb ideologue. I've heard her. I've been in a room with her, and I was astounded at how incompetently um, uh, limited her thinking was. It was just. It was. She was no like way Jennifer up. Lawrence level. Probably worse, but but similar in as she's amateur at so much of it. I mean, I heard I, I I've we had an editorial meeting with uh, Ayanna Presley a few years mm-hmm. ago, and she could talk the talk. She um she sounded just like she talks. Uh, she very headstrong. Um, we need to we need to guarantee um equ- equitable outcomes, not just equitable opportunities. We need to, she spoke woke very well. She had it all down, and she was she had a certain level of as deep as woke goes. Um, so she had 
she had brought it to memory. She had let it. She had marinated in in wokeness and progressive ideology for a long time. Um, but Andrea Campbell is not. It wasn't capable. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares unless you live in Massachusetts and you're expecting people to get prosecuted for crimes. In which case, you're screwed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't think Healy is a huge ideologue and she's going to ruin the state, but I I don't think she was at the level of these like Jezza Boudin or these like really crazy DAs they have in other no, places. No, because they're, she's a progressive, they're absolute activists. They're just yeah. using the office to, uh, to use, to misuse the mm-hmm. power for activism. And the Andrea Campbell. But she's a person- Jezza Boudin, Andrea Campbell. Uh, but I think the person running against her was too, weren't they? Shannon Lee's Riordan or whatever. Was she? I think they were both. Yes, probably. Completely not. I think they Mm -hmm. were both trying to out crazy each other the whole campaign. So, yeah, I mean, and people in this state will vote for it, which is unfortunate. But, uh, I mean, people really believe that. And I was seeing a lot of this stuff, speaking of like conspiracy theories on the right that irk me. You know, there were a lot of I was seeing a lot of people like going to the polls and saying like that something was wrong at the polls that um, like it was the wrong type of pens or that they were trying to trick you by making the Republican ballots blue and the Democrat ballots red, which is they're always those colors every year. And every year people think it's a plot to trick them. And it's not. It's truly not. They're truly like that every year. It's a thing. Mm -hmm. And actually, in most countries, the right wing is blue and the left wing is red because red is like communism. But. It's just a, hmm. we're off in that. Like we're the outlier in terms of how right. we interpret that. But but the ballots in Massachusetts are always those colors. That's just how they are. And it's not a trick. And there is not the they're supposed to give you markers to fill out the ballot. It's not supposed to be a ballpoint pen. It was not a trick that they were markers. None of, but they don't have to steal the election in Massachusetts because look around you. Your neighbors really believe this stuff. Yeah. That's the problem. The problem isn't that they did something untoward at the election. I mean, I think the no excuse mail-in voting is obviously an attempt to steal elections. I really love Jay McMahon too. That's kind of a. I really like him too. He's a really great guy. Yeah, and interesting. We should try to get him on. Actually, he'd be good. I've, mm-hmm. I had an editorial meeting with him, just he, he and I, and he was just telling war stories of how things really worked in the courthouses, and I was mm-hmm. fascinated. Like this dude is very interesting. Yeah, he's a really interesting guy. Um. But yeah, the bigger problem, and I think the thing that people in Massachusetts don't want to do because it's harder than being upset that elections get stolen, which, like, I mean, I'm not for the no excuse mail in voting either. It does, sure doesn't help. But, you know, you have to go to people that you know around you and expose them to different ideas that they haven't heard and be conservative to them publicly. And it's not a great way to make friends. I'll tell you that. I've lost a bunch because of it. Mm-hmm. And you have too, especially in Melrose. But, you know, if you don't change minds in a state like Massachusetts, you cannot win. You cannot. Right. You have to change people's minds. You can't just, you know, depend on the ballots to win the election for you or whatever like you have to it counts double when you change somebody who was going to vote for the other person and they decide to vote for your team instead that's you know a two vote difference whereas if they just get somebody to vote who wasn't going to vote before that's a one vote difference you know what i mean somebody who changes their mind counts as two so you know 
you have to change people's minds. And and, and in Massachusetts, you absolutely have to because there just aren't enough people who think like you. You have to expose people to the idea that these are valid, respectable, moral positions to hold on these topics and that you can talk about them and be a good person and that electing Republicans is a moral and good thing to do. You have to convince them of that. You know, it's not going to be one election election stuff is important, like these election workers and ballots and that stuff. It, it is important. But it's it's more important that you actually get people on your side. And in Massachusetts, we don't have that step done yet. So uh, how does this end? You tell me. And this has to do with elections and politics and culture. Okay. World's tra- World Transgender Health Organization po- poised to give hospitals green light to lower age for youth surgeries. The uh, children's hospitals nationwide will soon be faced with a decision whether to continue following the guidance of a leading transgender health association that's expected to lower its recommended ages for chest and genital surgeries to minors under 18. The World Professional Association for Transgender Health, WPATH, has yet to release its much-anticipated standards for CARE version 8, which will lower its age recommendations for breast removal to 15 years old. And genital surgery, including womb and testicle removal, to 17 years old, a year earlier than its previous guidance. These people are um, butchers. It's sick. Yes, these people are butchers. These people are no different than any renowned butcher in history. Have the trans activists pushing this stuff, have they met a 15-year-old before? Because I have met 15-year-olds, and they make really dumb decisions. Of course. Like, we don't let them get tattoos or piercings and stuff like there's a reason why there's a reason why these aren't decisions we let 15 year olds make because they oftentimes make them very badly uh and it seems to me that that's something that people on the left knew not so long ago i mean they sure knew it when they were banning e-cigarettes when they were banning all the flavored jewel stuff why can't if minors can decide to remove their genitals or breasts or womb how how come they can't decide to smoke flavored vapor mist in a jewel e-cigarette but Alice, this is gonna come what are we when our political opponents are absolutely married to the idea that 15 year old girls should be having their breasts removed by surgery because of the mental state that we're there they're at then that belief, that belief comes from somewhere else. That's not a belief that if we don't, Susie's going to kill herself. That's something that's used to to keep us at bay. That's the gun they pointed at us to keep us mm-hmm. at bay from making the arguments. There's something bigger at work if you're an enthusiast of this, which is butchery. You know, it, 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 at 15, everybody's a little crazy. You know, they're the same girl, Susie, at 22 may want may at that point have welcomed her feminine body and being into her own skin and all that stuff and to have her come to be comfortable with her physicality and have it having been surgically removed gone missing is a freaking nightmare it's like it's something you write movies about it's a it's a nightmare scenario that this is something that we're doing well, right. And I think I think there's a few factors at work. I mean, I think there are people like the activists and I think a good number of the doctors, especially the more activist doctors, actually are twisted people. Um, 
who like this for really nefarious reasons. I think a lot of the parents and stuff that are enthusiasts of it and, you know, encourage their kids to pursue these options, I think their motivations are a lot more sort of mundane also dark, but mundane. You know, I think that a lot of times the kids who pursue these outlets are, you know, more unhappy with themselves. I think they're maybe not like cool or fitting in or happy with their femininity. And I think that the parents sometimes want, you know, they want a picture perfect family and a picture perfect kid that they can, you know, show off in the family photos. And if the kid isn't being that well, now you've just found a new way to make them picture perfect and get all kinds of congratulations and excitement on your Facebook post when you post that your child is now they, them, or whatever on the Facebook page. You know, you've erased a lot of the a lot of the social stigma that surrounded them not being like pretty or popular or, you know, having their life together or whatever it is. Like, I I really think that a lot of the kids who fall down this rabbit hole are very unhappy for various reasons and that that's not what their parents pictured their life being like, right? And so then the parents embrace this new identity and social scene and it comes with all this approbation and people just loving you and patting you on the back and saying how wonderful you are and all this stuff. And I think the parents like that too, frankly. This is... I don't know that this is something that can heal itself. (laughs) I don't. I don't. These are not... This is not... An ideological argument. I mean, it can be in ways, but it's not fundamentally what it is. Yeah, it's emotional. This is coming from an emotional place, especially for the parents of kids that are embracing it, and especially for these like big activisty people that do it. It's it's not coming from an intellectually honest place at all, which is why the right should never engage with this stuff that the left does. Like, I believe science and that stuff. They don't care about facts or science or any of that stuff it's absurd they are absolutely more than anyone coming from a place of emotion and rejecting reality that's around them you know but it's nothing that they do or say is in good faith and that's not new on this issue that's yeah but the, the problem is is that most religions know that they're religious no most religions at least in the western world don't manifest the don't manifest themselves in butchery. I guess you could maybe say circumcision maybe is something close to that if you wanted to. I have no problem with it. Um, but uh, but this is well, right? But I mean, there obviously have been plenty of religions that have practiced various forms of child sacrifice. Although, sure, but I mean, it's a little outdated, right? I mean, but it's hardly new and original, right? I know, but. Generally, we expect not to see it in 2022. Well, yeah, we do Turn. because we are in Western civilization. That's right. All right. So here is my, before we do the chat chat, there's only two messages, okay? Okay. Would you like to hear my Epiphone? I would love to hear your Epiphone. So listen to this. Today, uh, as we were driving to Awaken 180 to get weighed, mm-hmm. um, we had uh Alice was on a meeting, so she had a meeting playing her work meeting playing. She has uh, about 136 Zoom meetings a day. <laughs> That's true. And uh, today, I, I heard some of one where you, they were playing "We Are the World," and um, for some reason, I don't even like know that song, but they said it was historic. 
<laughs> we'll get we'll revisit that tomorrow, and I'm gonna have a lot to say about that. Oh my God, from the you okay, it's fine. Um, and um, and then another one today was just some mundane thing, whatever. It was just marketing this and that, and oh, you know what? I'm gonna share my screen and this and that. And I thought, my God, I'm so happy I don't have that job. I'm so happy I don't have that job. But, I kind of enjoy my job. Though. No, I understand, but you're into that stuff, and there is some, you know. But but I'm just I'm just I, that's not the kind of thing for me. I've had jobs with a bunch of meetings, and I was never happy in them. So, but here's my thing. Um, I, I listening to the to the talk today, and yeah, then you get this. Yeah, and this is actually looking pretty good. So we'll try to push the sales for this, and and actually this month we have recurring. I had an Epiphone else. Okay. Nobody has thought of this, Alice. Are you sure? Yeah. Why not offer all of these to be live streamed? Work meetings? Yeah. Well, it's proprietary. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, you'd sign off on it. No. Companies Why? like hold their all No, their... hold on, hold on. I'm not t- talking about companies hold their and it's a secret strategy sort of just content wise. It would be either comfortably mundane to listen to somebody's board meeting about um, textiles that you know nothing about and have no interest in but to hear that they're having trouble with uh, like magenta this month because there's been a flood and the place that makes this color die and so we've got back ordered here and we're instead going to some place in Indonesia and finding something comparable. I mean, that's a nice way to be distracted. For someone like me, that's a nice way for me to be distracted. Into I feel something... like you could just listen to C-SPAN or something. No, it's something I don't care about at all. But it's real. The real people doing stuff. It should be released as podcasts and, and streaming. You should be able to tune into a incredibly mundane talk, you know, about um, how the yarn for baseballs being manufactured in Haiti has gone up in price. And so you're going to have to only sell to high market teams. I don't know what it I is. I don't think companies would do it because they like everything to be confidential. Oh, I understand. And it's shady, too. Except what if this became a new profit center for companies? People like hearing our mundane meeting. The Monday morning creative meeting where everybody comes in with three ideas and throws them on the wall. And everybody knows, like the honcho in the room knows it's a waste of time. They're not going to take anybody's idea. But at least they'll hear them. I think it could yeah, be interesting. I've invented this. Okay, well, it's start happening. a company and well, see I'm, if I'm, they'll I'm, do I'm, it. I'm recording your entire day today, tomorrow, as a matter of fact. You can't do it to my company without their permission. <laughs> Alice. You also can't record I'm people a huge without telling star, them. You my can't friend. record people without telling them. I can do what I want. I can do what al- I it's want. illegal. We had headshots done. I've it's got illegal. my name on a website. Illegal. Uh, I'm. Do you not know that I have a blue check mark, Alice? Illegal. Do you not know that? No. Blue check mark means diplomatic immunity. That's what mm. that means. Correct. Hey, hi, Tom. It's Phil in Attleboro. Hey, Phil. I, I need to address something that's really been bugging me the last couple of weeks. Yes. I think you've been way too flippant in the way that you've been dealing with Alice's cocaine addiction. Mm-hmm. There is no Have cocaine with- addiction. You know what? He makes a good point. Alice, let's, let's hear him through, okay? There's this is what no we call- cocaine addiction. Alice, I've literally is- never Alice, done cocaine. This is what we call an intervention, okay? <laughs> stop. I'll stop. Stop. <laughs> Having dealt with addiction with my friends- and family, I'd like to offer you some suggestions and some observations. Mm-hmm. 
First, be aware that addicts can be very manipulative. Yes, true. It appears you often fall for Alice's disingenuous explanations. Uh, admittedly, admittedly, she sells it. I'd encourage Alice's deep faith in a higher power. Mm-hmm. Suggest that she turn her problems over to God. In fact, the Eastern Orthodox Church is a terrific vehicle for this. There you go. Finally, discuss with her the need to make amends with everyone she may have harmed. Yes. Beginning with the person right in front of you right now. Maybe we can start during the birth of our son, James. Is there something <laughs> you'd like to say to me now, Alice? I'm very sorry I squeezed your hand too hard while I was giving birth to a human being. Thank you. Do you feel an incredibly <laughs> burden lifted now? Oh, yeah, it's lifted. Uh-huh. Especially your Patreon listeners and viewers. Yep. It's going to be tough, but with your determination and a little bit of luck, I think she can make it. You see? Great to have you back. See ya. This isn't the end of your cocaine journey, Alice. This is the beginning of a new journey. There's no yes. cocaine journey. Thank you. That's Thank you, the Phil. Only thing about I appreciate it. that. I thought that was very therapeutic and helpful for us. And it is both and and the beginning the, because it starts and stops at the same point, which is never. Oh my! Oh, here goes <laughs> stage three, lashing out. Uh oh. Stop. Hey guys, Steve from Merrimack. Hey, Steve. Just a heads up. Uh, the shows still haven't uploaded to Apple. I'm sure you're aware of this. Shows, uh, More than one hasn't? Last night's hasn't. Frig, you're kidding me, we dude. We talked about this last night. Frig. That it hadn't gone up. <coughs> Frig. So Sundays and yesterdays, neither of them are up on Apple Podcasts. We gotta raise hell about this. This is craziness, dude. So we'll email SoundCloud, too, and see if they can do anything. The freak is going on with this? But it is just Apple. You can listen to them everywhere else. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, guys. And we've been... You know, I, we've noticed it with, so we use SoundCloud and we've noticed Commentary Magazine has also had problems and they use SoundCloud. And, and one of you guys um, messaged us, you use SoundCloud and something it's doing with Apple. This is, damn it. But it is interesting because. I thought that we had been delayed last night, but finally it came through. No, last night's never showed I mean, man, up. God damn um, it. So, and we sent Apple another message, which they said they get back to within one business day, and they still haven't gotten back to us from either message from the one we sent um, on Monday or on Tuesday. I wonder if there's a setting because, you know, th- the last thing I did before we went away was send a delayed podcast. So, um, so in other words, you, you hear me? Yep. So, in other words... I said it when I when I recorded Thursday the Al from Broomfield Bloomfield mm-hmm. one I set that to fire on Sunday, which it did. So I made a change then just to have that, but but nothing permanent. And actually, two days ago the one went up, or yesterday the one went up. right. One has gone up. Well, and they've all gone up on all the other podcast apps, yes. which is the point. Everywhere else that takes the RSS feed, right. they've come through. So Uploaded to Apple. I'm sure you're aware of this, but it doesn't appear to be an Apple problem. All the other shows like Kirk and Jerry and Howie and Gilbert, whatever, all my other shows are uploading. No problem. So just want to let you know. Bye. Thank you, Steve. What's Gilbert? But, um, but, um, yeah, we think it might be. We don't know then. If, frig, that blows. Dang. Yeah, we'll get on to it right now. We got to raise hell. We got to send out links too so people can. I've see. tweeted out links, but that's not where most people get them. I no, feel. I know, but I mean, it's just whatever. Oh, that blows. 
It does. Ugh. It does. It does. But I don't know what to do. All right, it. Steve. Thanks for the heads up. We will get on that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's make like sure. a combination of Apple and SoundCloud not playing well together. I think. Ugh. But thank you so much for listening. Anyway, we'll continue to work on that more and see if we can do anything about it. And um, we appreciate you guys uh, listening and trying to find us anyway, even if we're not showing up in your podcast app. You can always find us at burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's a whole list of episodes there and a bunch of different places you can find us or listen. There's also YouTube. There's also a Rumble video. And uh, as always, social media at Pod on Twitter. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.